1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91
0: Born on the Western Australian coast, Otis Eyewear is made in a range of styles to look good and last in Australian conditions. Scratch resistant, optically correct and eco-friendly. Otis Eyewear. Glass is beautiful. Visit otiseyewear.com.
1: Absolutely thrilled to have Lockie Neal on the Friday Focus. uh, Thanks to Otis Eyewear, Lockie. uh, We've we've had a couple of goes at this last year and it didn't play out. But I'm absolutely pumped to have you join me on the show. Thank you very much. Uh, A a day off today, I believe. What's a day off in the life of Lockie Neal, uh, who I believe is studying and a recent father? So, uh, how much of time (laughs) off do you get on a day off, buddy?
0: Yeah, not too much
1: anymore, Gilly.
0: First of all, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on your show. I um, grew up loving um, your cricket sides that you were a part of, so it's a pleasure to be on the show, um, first Thank of all. You. But, yeah, day off for me uh, at the moment. As you said, recent father, so little girl Piper, is eight months old now, so she's keeping us very busy. She's just <laughs> got on the move a little bit now, so um, one eye on her at all times. Um, and as you said, I'm, I'm studying uh, my MBA at the moment, so... Do a fair bit of um, study on my day off too. Just uh, tick the box there and um, keep ticking that over for um, stuff outside of footy. So that's what my day off included. Um, had a bit of time with the little girl and um, a bit of study today.
1: Well, the MBA is this inspired by uh, uh, the former great leader at Frio, Matthew Pavlich? Because he's, he's trying to take the business <laughs> world by storm, isn't he? Yeah, well, he tells me that he has
0: taken it by storm already, so um, <laughs> he owns half of Perth already, he reckons, in the yeah, business yeah, world yeah. as well, so credit to him. But no, he was a very clever guy, Pav, um, one of my idols and a guy that I have looked up to um, since I started my AFL journey at Freo, and I'm um, very thankful to have known him and he's inspired me in more ways than one.
1: Yeah, indeed. He's inspired plenty, both from South Australia and, uh, as you say, ends up at the Dockers. Um, and also, um, well, mate, uh, on the back of Piper, uh, the pregnancy with Julie and everything, all that um, surprise possible trade talk came up. It was all sort of, I guess, from the foundation of starting a family and what's going to work best for your family. That Can you just talk us through a little bit about that, the, the, not just the the, uh, the fact that it might have been a consideration, but more the surprise element, that it, it, it comes out in public before you've, it sounded like, from uh, a long way away, sounded like you'd even really sat down to consider it, but it was in the public space.
0: Yeah, that was, um, it was a bit of a surprise for me, I think, um, the night before, we'd just finished our season here at Brizzy, and um, I was trying to sort of wind down from the season and was still hurting a fair bit from the one point loss to the Bulldogs so it wasn't great timing but um, these things happen and um, we moved on pretty quickly from that but it probably just forced us to sit down and evaluate where we were at in our lives and and where we wanted to go um, from there um, pretty quickly so we did that over the, the next few days and came up with the decision that for us it was um, best uh, at that point, point in time to, to stay in Brisbane, um, both uh, um, a family point of view and, and a professional point of view. So we made that decision and we put some support things around us. So Jules's parents are actually over here in Brisbane um, for the next six months to, to help and, and support um, Jules especially uh, at the moment. We don't have uh, any family here so it's been great having been here the last couple of weeks and as I said they're here for six months so um, that'll be a great support for, for us.
1: Yeah well again just looking back through the timeline you, I mean you kiboshed the, the whole talk within a week um, and I think you said it, it's sort of discussions that may have taken two or three weeks typically if it wasn't in the public space you, you had to fast track over a couple of days but you got <laughs> it done. What about from a a Brisbane Lions point of view as a club and, and the teammates there, did you feel any need that there was a a rebuilding of any trust? Is there any sort of thought that they might have felt, hang on a minute you've sort of only just been here a little while and you're considering leaving us or was it all pretty s- smooth sailing getting back into the club?
0: No, it was, it was complete smooth sailing. Um, I think our club um, has built a culture and foundation on um, a family element so Um, They were very supportive on um, either way, whether they obviously wanted me to stay and and be a part of um, the group, but they understood that if um, we did need to get back, um, that they would support that decision as well. And that was both players um, and staff at the club. So I'm very thankful for the people that we have at the footy club. And to be honest, that was one of the big factors in staying. We're supported by great people here in Brisbane. Um, yeah, I, I felt like for me, I had a bit of unfinished business as well at the footy club and didn't want to let those people down. But having said that, they were completely understanding of, of our situation. And um, COVID has impacted people in ways that um, we didn't expect a few years ago. So um, that was another part of it that people... Uh, accepted, and especially the COVID um, restrictions and regulations in WA um, yeah. at the time um, made it a little bit more difficult again.
1: And you defended your right to even consider the possibility of, you know, you came out and said, look, there's more bikes in the AFL that consider these things than anyone knows about, and, and, and fair enough, you've got to look at all these situations, and, and Loyalty, you you say there's unfinished business. That, that to me, is staying loyal to the contract that you signed a a number of years ago, that five-year deal. Is is there loyalty still in football, or is it a diminishing product?
0: Uh, I think it's diminished from um, probably a couple of decades ago, but there's certainly still loyalty in footy. Um, To be fair, when I started, I probably thought, that I would be a one-club player no matter what. Um, circumstances change and things change, um, yeah. as you'd be aware of. But um, I think there's still definitely a part of footy that's um, really loyal. Um, I think it's a two-way street, though. I think if a player's not performing um, the way that the club expects, then they're happy to ship them off as well. So um, it is a business, but um, I think there is still an aspect of loyalty within the game for sure. <sighs>
1: Oh, that's nice to hear. Definitely. Um, talking of uh, clubs and 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 and. Uh, the support around a club. Chris Fagan is a guy that has just come out. You now I don't know whether you need to, what your personality type is, whether you need to throw some water on him or not. But he along, he said something along the lines of you're playing better this year than your Brownlow year. I'm sure you would have seen the quotes. <laughs> how does that make you feel? Statistically, you're up uh, compared to that year, but um, you're having a ripping time of it. But uh, how do you feel about that sort of attention being drawn to to your individual plight in amongst a team game?
0: Yeah, I, I suppose for me, I always try and improve my game. So to be honest, I'd be disappointed uh, if I wasn't getting better and, and having a better season. And that that doesn't always translate into marks, handles, but um, it's probably impact on games and making my teammates better. And um, defensively, I feel like I'm a lot better this year as well. Um, 2021, I had a year that was um, really down on form. I'll be the first to admit that. I played played terribly when I was on the park but um, had some injuries so I wasn't able to get consistency either and overall had a a really um, bad time of it on the field um, as I said, performance was nowhere near um, the standard that I've set for myself so um, I wanted to bounce back this year and um, play better footy than what I did in in 2020 uh, which I feel like I've added a few things to my game And um, as I mentioned, defensively and and helping uh, my teammates um, become better players around me as well. It's a really important part of it. and We know that it takes a lot of individuals to create a, a great team and um, that's what we're trying to be and um, I can't just go out there and, and worry about myself. I've got to try and involve my teammates and get them better as well.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, the, the The 2020 season in some people's point of view a bit of an asterisk next to it even for the Premiers uh, given everything that the turmoil the game went through along with the rest of the world would a Brownlow this year mean more than that one a couple of years ago?
0: Uh, No, I don't think it would mean more Um, I certainly don't think there was an asterisk on that season I think if anything it was the hardest one to win um, with everything going on Um, and credit to Richmond for um sort of overcoming all that adversity and um, winning the first grand final in a very, very long time away from the M C G and all those sorts of mm. things. So certainly don't think there was an asterisk on that and um individually as well with players had to overcome a lot of hurdles. So um I don't I don't sort of think about those things too much, to be honest. It put me on the spot a little bit with it. But um yeah, the brown low this year is a long way away as well. I I don't think I'll win it this year. Um, there's some great players in the competition and some teams that are playing some fantastic footy with guys in there that um, are doing great roles so uh, I don't think I'll win another one anyway but um, if I did, it certainly wouldn't mean more than the 2021.
1: Yeah, I think you've answered that perfectly. They can put the asterisks wherever they want but it's got <laughs> taking nothing away from what <laughs> was just the, the most extraordinary time for all of us in life, let alone in professional sport. I've I would have imagined it's, um, yeah, I think it's it's probably more valuable, uh, to be honest. But, uh, mate, the Dockers this week, up against your old mob again, uh, I guess for the first time where they've really seriously in the conversation, particularly after last week, in the conversation of uh, being going deep into, into September. How, how are you feeling about that and, and what areas do you eye off of interest against them?
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to come up against Freo this week. Um, we know that they're a top-four team, um, as evidence has suggested this year. And, um, yeah, we've, we probably um, let ourselves down against um, the Hawks a couple of weeks ago um, and another test that we had, Geelong in Geelong. We failed um, by, I think it was 10 points. We lost that game by. So to come up against another quality opposition on their home deck... Um, we're really excited by it. We know how strong they are defensively, so that's something that we've looked at this week. Their defensive structures sound, and um, their midfield's humming at the moment. Um, they play a really good system, um, but we feel like we've got some weapons to counteract um, a lot of that as well. And um, we're looking forward to a great matchup. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to come up against. Against them and um, some players that I've played with before, uh, should be a, an exciting game, and yeah, I can't wait to get
1: over and get into it. Any particular areas of weakness that you guys can target?
0: Uh, we haven't actually had a look at um, what sort of our game plan tweaks that might happen um, for this week yet. We've got that meeting um, coming up over the next day or two, so um, I'll be able to answer that hopefully, by the way we play on Sunday. But um, just from watching, they, they don't have too many weaknesses. I think um, they had a couple of bad weeks against Gold Coast. And I can't remember who the other team was. Was it Collingwood? that hmm. they lost two, two weeks in a row. Um, yep. But I think just by their... Own admission, they just didn't play their brand. So their brand's really strong, and when they get it right, they're really hard to beat. But we back our brand in as well, and if we can play our system um, system versus system, um, it should be a really good match-up, and hopefully we come out on top.
1: Yeah, indeed. Of those ex-teammates that you mentioned, the ones you've played alongside for the Dockers, are there, is there anyone in particular that you're sort of closest to, keeping closest contact with? Um, or is it is it the moving feast of football that the churn has, has created that that person may not be there anymore?
0: Uh, no, the one that i probably talked to the most is Andy Brayshaw, who um, lived with me. And Jules, the first year that he was drafted to, to the Dockers, um, I've still got a great relationship with him. Um, I think of him as my little brother still and um, love him to bits. So uh, I'm looking forward to going up against him as well. He's had a fantastic start to the year. Um, he'd be all Australian at the moment and speaking of Brownlows, he's probably right up um, near the top. He's not on top in, the, in that um, leaderboard at the moment as well. So I'm looking forward to going against Andy this weekend and um, yeah, still keep in contact with him um, really, really often.
1: Yeah, what was he like when he... So his first year was your last year at the Dockers, is that right? What What, what was he like as a, a young buck coming in?
0: No, he was super impressive from day one. Um, really driven, super professional, but at the same time has a great balance of um, having some fun and letting his, his hair down with um, practical jokes. Um, he's one of the funniest guys that i've come across in footy me and him have a very similar sense of humor um so i can spend all night up with him playing ball games and, and mucking around and um yeah he was just a really impressive kid got along with him like a house on fire straight away and um yeah i think he's impressed everyone not only at Fremantle but um the rest of the afl now i've taken notice of what a great player he's going to be and already is. So um, full credit to him and, and his family, um, their whole family. The Bray Shores are great people. and um, Yeah, very lucky to have gotten to know him and, and the family uh,
1: a little bit better. Well, how's his uh, house manner? Did he do his chores? Did he clean up? Did he do the washing up? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> did he pull his he weight did. at home?
0: He did and he was only a young kid then. So yeah. Bray Shores has, has raised uh, a beautiful young man. Um, (laughs) over the journey, well, four beautiful young men. So credit to her. Um, He came in and um, he wanted to learn how to cook uh, even more than what he already knew and things like that. I think um, one of the fondest memories of of that year was um, Jules, Andy, myself, and we had another housemate, a friend of mine, um, Louis, who grew up with me in South Australia. So there was the four of us in the house, and we used to do MasterChef competitions, and Andy was always uh, giving it his all, so uh, those were great times and great
1: memories. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit to be envious of, that Brayshaw Clans, they spread far and wide, and they're all pretty (laughs) successful and uh, respectable people. Along those lines, who I'm sure you played a huge impact in developing Andrew's sort of game and mindset on and off the field, was there a particular mentor that you had or have along the journey that you may even still sort of touch base with to to just get that little um, sort of uh, recalibration?
0: Uh, Yeah, I've had a few um, along the journey and um, I was lucky enough when I first got drafted, I had great midfielders um, in our squad at the time. So Mickey Barlow is one that I still talk to A fair bit. The great Mick. um, He's he's such a good man um, and can bounce things off of him whenever I need to. Um, And then obviously Nathan and Dave Mundy and we had Ryan Crowley. Um, So we had such a super group there that really helped me in my first few years develop as a midfielder. Um, And some really good coaches as well. Um, Brett Kirk was massive on my career. Uh, I learned so much about stoppage craft. um, Probably as a smaller and lighter body, which was um, similar to him, he's a little bit taller, but he's quite a light frame. Um, just some tricks of the trade that, that helped him um, build such a magnificent career. Um, he passed on to me, and I still try and talk to Kirky as often as I can as well. Um, so there's been numerous people that have helped me, and I was lucky that when I first got drafted, I had so many um, great people to learn from.
1: Yeah, it's an important part of the journey, isn't it? it sounds like you're, you're very appreciative of that. Those that have supported you, mate. The superstar of the AFL, high profile, and, and and again that story about the you know considering a possible trade. That we see that explode in the public space and everything that comes with that. I just want to ask you about the the ever growing issue of mental health in professional sport, and more so online abuse. Uh, your Sort of thoughts on that? Have you been the receiving end of sort of online trolling, or if not, how do you help advise the younger players coming into it about that horrible space that is in and it's not going away?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting topic and probably one that I could talk about for for hours. Um, but for me, I try and first of all steer clear of um, social media. If if as much as I can, and um, especially sort of like your inboxes from um, randoms um, that might be hurling abuse. But at the same time, there's there's often really nice messages um, of support and encouragement as well. So there's there's ones that you don't want to miss at times. So I get that. And I think that the younger generation are spending more and more time on different platforms. And so all these comments that are made are probably easier accessible than they ever have been. So. Um, for me, I don't have Twitter anymore. I've got Instagram, but um, just trying to limit um, what I look at. You can block out keywords and stuff in your um, searches and stuff so that if someone comments something pretty vile, you don't see it. Um, I'd sort of learned <laughs> about a lot of this when um, that trade stuff was, was going down and um, Jules was sort of copping a fair bit of abuse through that stage, which um, was really unfortunate and um, pretty disgusting really for for the most part of it but um, like I said there's people out there as well that um, you might not know but are sending words of encouragement and um, getting around you as well so I try and um, if I can at times I'll try and reward um, those comments I suppose and give them a response and try and feel um, that behaviour rather than the, the trolls as as they're called but um, it is an issue um, and young guys I suppose have got a you've probably got to invest time and effort into um, working out a strategy that works best for you because it can get players down um, and people, not just not just footy players, mm. but anyone um, in the world. If if you're reading things about yourself um, that are harmful, then it's going to hurt your mental health. So working out a strategy that um, best helps you. And, and I suppose the other thing is just speaking to people as well. So... I've got someone at the club that I speak to all the time about my mental health and how I'm feeling, and most of the time it's positive, but I have my days as well. So um, making sure that you've got someone that checks in on you and um, vice versa at times as well.
1: Yeah, and I I assume, you're spot on, it's a societal issue, not just a professional sport issue. Um, The club, I would assume the club address it, particularly with the new draftees coming in, uh, at the start of their journey, they must broach the topic pretty early to try and educate them, like the, hoping not for the scenario that you had to find out through a, a leaked possible trade sort of scenario.
0: Yeah, I think um, the club is um, so well resourced now, all the clubs would be and um, we've got wellbeing managers that go through these things with our first years and second year players um, regularly and take them through I suppose workshops on, on how to deal with it as well, so um, that's an important part of it as well. And I don't think... I'm, I've been playing a while now, Gilly. I can't really remember. 11 <laughs> years ago, I know we had sort of media training and, and things like that, but I don't think there was such a thing as sort of social media training. It was all sort of new to that. and It was just starting to come in. So um, the clubs have done... And the AFLPA have done really well in um, building resources to be able to cope with it.
1: Yeah, and that, and it needs... To be built and support mechanisms there. In place. I must say, without stalking, I did have a look at your Instagram, and you're flying, mate. The pictures of Piper one of the most gorgeous looking little babies. I think <laughs> that will please the masses, mate. If you keep popping those up there. Before I let you go, I want to just go back to uh, a player uh, that you mentioned earlier, and I want to compare. I want your comparison. You mentioned Ryan Crowley, and I want to draw your comparison with him uh, with Mitch. Robinson, as who who is who do you think wins from an opposition player's point of view? The most annoying to play against.
0: <laughs> well, I think Mitch is probably someone that you just want to get out of the way of because he's, he's reckless. He's a reckless human being, <laughs> um, so you're probably just jumping out the way when he's steaming at you. Uh, but most annoying, I reckon, crowds. He's uh, I've seen firsthand the jobs that he did on opposition midfielders um, was unbelievable. His dedication and commitment to to stopping um, the opposition's best player, and for four quarters, 120 minutes of play, he'd um, be bumping, um, niggling, and and frustrating his opposition the whole time. He wouldn't relent, even if the the player got sort of four or five quick touches and. You might think oh, I'm on top of him. He just kept coming back, so I'd have to say crowds would have been more annoying. Um, <laughs> I don't think I ever played on him. I did at training, and even in like 10 minute blocks, I'd had enough. So can't imagine what <laughs> 120 minutes would have been like.
1: Yeah, it would grind you down, I reckon for sure. But uh, no, they, all, they all, it takes all types, doesn't it, to make up a, a team? But um, mate, I want to say thanks again. You guys are and 9 and 2 you you're sitting nicely nicely poised but it's a a huge match this weekend a couple more until the uh mid-season break for you for the bye but everyone's looking forward to to seeing you running out on Optus again against your old team to you know, top two, well 2 versus 3 so you couldn't want for a better contest mate I wish you all the best and thanks for joining us all the best with your studies and and fatherhood
0: yeah thanks very much Gilly. yeah I'm looking forward to to this weekend and the match up and um it's great to see The Dockers um, up there in contention as well. I still have a lot of love for the club, so it's great to see them going well and look forward to uh, the challenge on Sunday afternoon. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Gilly. Have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to In Focus with Adam Gilchrist, brought to you by Otis Eyewear. The world looks better through Otis Eyewear. See the range at otiseyewear.com.